Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. And we're going to be talking tech, going over some of our predictions, talking a little bit about Black Friday, some of the best deals this year, some of the biggest tech wins and tech fails, and anything else that piques our interest. Yeah, and piques our mics because they're technology too. So uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, we, I guess, shout out to the microphones. We're using the Rode NT1s for this podcast. Yeah, uh, we just got them in and... Uh, if you don't hear us using them in the next episode, then obviously they weren't very good. But so far, they sound pretty crispy. They sound incredible. Yeah. So let's yeah, let's just get started. This is the first episode. I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal, right? It's a, it's a huge deal. This is the start of something new. Uh, this is paving the way for 2019. Yeah, it's technically it's 2018 right now, but we're releasing this in 2019. So welcome to the new year. Yeah as we're got one more year to go till 2020 and that, then that'll be a big one i'm excited for that yeah the, you see all these initiatives from companies that are like 2020 yeah yeah because it just works with eyesight so then we'll see all the delays and pushback now what yeah what happens down the road when they don't have a 2020 to push <laughs> to that's yeah gabe i think we should do a little bit of an introduction about ourselves i don't know i kind of want to keep getting sidetracked and just never get to what we've written out as our outline but i guess we probably should Okay, uh, so I'm Stetson. I'm currently a communication management and design major at Ithaca College. I have my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StetsonDoggit. I make videos talking about cell phone plans, technology reviews, uh, phones, hoping to grow and expand. If you have a cell phone, which you likely do, consider checking it out and how you can save, uh, save money on cell service, which can add up to few hundred bucks over the course of just a few years yeah i definitely i i know a lot less than you do for cell phone and cell phone plans even though i am working at best buy in the mobile department now i still feel like you could go in there and school anyone in especially like off non non like main major network brands you know like at&t sprint verizon t-mobile see everyone knows those but like cricket mint mobile metro pcs excuse me metro by t-mobile now they rebranded yeah um tello ting twigby like there's so many i can go through yeah all those what do they call those the so those are called mvnos uh they use the same uh, networks for coverage as the big four uh they just offer typically reduced rates sometimes their features are a little different um, and sometimes they don't get partner coverage in some areas. Like when I go skiing in Vermont, uh, T-Mobile will switch to AT&T. That may or may not happen, um, depending on where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a little uh, snippet and a little peek into what you'll see it on Stetson's channel. Uh, you might have come from there, but you also might have come from my channel. Or from if this podcast get really, like it's really popular, maybe just your friend shared it with you. But anyways, I'm Gabe. I also uh, am... Well, actually, I'm graduated from college now, technically. I got a couple more credits to finish up, but we won't talk about that. Uh, and I also run a YouTube channel. Uh, we won't talk about who has more subscribers than the other, Stetson or I, but yeah, he has a couple couple hundred more right now. He's doing good. Um, and my channel focuses more on uh, creative tech, you know, tech for creators out there, whether it's cameras, drones, you know, microphones, gimbals, whatever it is, basically trying to look and find the best tech for creators that you know isn't going to break the bank um, and is going to also suit their needs and i also we both are drone pilots actually too uh certified, certified yeah. yeah certified we can make some money 
uh, or just have fun. Fly commercially, uh, legally, which is pretty great. And, you know, Gabe makes really entertaining videos and great comparisons as well. I think, like, my videos are very informative. If you're searching for something, I could yeah. be the solution where Gabe is like, I would actually genuinely watch and subscribe to those yeah. videos. I think you, you script yours out a lot better. And I kind of just get in front of a camera and just go with it. Yeah, they're so creative. They give music. Um, they're fun to watch. Yeah. Definitely, definitely check Gabe out or check check both of us. Absolutely, actually. check Stetson's out. Like, I, I I I insist you must. If like pause the podcast right now, or you can keep it playing in the background, and go yeah, go you... to either Digital Tech Reviews and Tips or Stetson. I think we both feature each other on our respective channels. But you'll yeah. find us or not. Whatever you're listening to the podcast, that's all we can ask. Uh, Audio is the way of the future, it seems like, for the time being. We're about five years behind the trend of starting a podcast, but we're here now, baby. And you can't, don't, don't turn us off, please. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. No. Yeah, I was bragging way too much. I'm sorry. All right. So let's get in. What is this podcast actually? Pinch to Zoom is a podcast exploring technology. We're taking deep dives into different segments. Basically, anything with a power button is fair game. What piques our interest, what we feel you listeners should know about. All kinds of technology from computers to cameras to cars to drones to microphones. Anything that really we find interesting, engaging, smart home tech, personal assistance. Yeah. It's we're taking a you know we're pinching zooming in on that topic it's honestly the the name was kind of a random name that we came up with but it makes a lot of sense uh, we sure. we'd also appreciate that one twitter user yeah who has the shout handle. out to the <laughs> user who has pinched a zoom right now currently uh the inactive user yes if, um, if that's you we would love that uh handle hit us up yeah definitely by the way uh kind of off topic for a second but stetson just make sure you're uh, phone is turned into at least like not airplane mode but turn off the cellular because i have heard that that does affect recording quality oh my is, so airplane mode well not airplane just turn off the cellular data at least so you're not i, I don't know that's, that's what i've heard on okay, other podcasts that's, you know that's fascinating i was gonna yeah. say put in a do not disturb you're like hey but i got my watch on i know we're not gonna get any pings but yeah. no that's a good call but also that's probably good i think all my stuff is silenced but yeah, no, we're definitely, uh, it's kind of a good blend what we both have because you look a lot more at, like, I think consumer tech, especially, I mean, very focused on cell phones, but you're very, you know, well-versed in, in more computers. You work um, at the IT, you know, shop for our college, and, you know, you, yeah, you just seem to know a lot more of that. And I kind of, you also do focus on a lot of the creative stuff because you are a YouTuber, so you're yeah. creating stuff. But, I mean, I focus a little more on that sometimes. Sometimes not. I don't know. I think it's a good blend. I, I mean, I think so. You you use your drone way more than I do. You're on the social media team for the college. I think you're doing so many more creative things and have so many more tools. We have the Ronin S in the studio here. Yeah. You've got the sliders. You've got the fancy lights. So I really think your your opinion also, and perspective uh, is two thousand dollars in debt right now. So no. <laughs> yeah. You maxing don't. out credit cards. Yeah. Right and left, boy. That's how we do. You know. No, I, I no, I don't know. <laughs> That's not how we do. That's that, imagine if that was like the the new rap thing was like just maxing out cards, never paying them off. Oh God, <laughs> I got a credit score of five twenty, boy. Oh, and then everyone's like, no, that's not cool, that, dude. That's not. It's really not good that's not for good. anyone. Yeah, and this is would be where if it would be a great tie-in if we had some sponsor that was like linked to like you know credit scores or something, but 
Alas, we have no sponsors, so you don't have to sit through any silly ads. That's right. Ad-free. Yep. That's yep. how we like it. That's we we, like we it. detest advertisements and are keeping this podcast ad-free. If you are an advertiser, please reach out to us. We'd love to have alternate <laughs> sources of revenue. It, do, it doesn't hurt. Or maybe we'll go Patreon and you know keep it ad-free. I think Patreon. Uh, there's a YouTuber, Matt Diavella. Shout out to him. He's uh, he, the filmer of The Minimalist uh, yeah, movie yeah. on Netflix. And... Um, you know, I have tremendous respect for what he's doing, going ad-free, sponsoring his channel with Patreon, putting out very regular, high-quality content. It's very cool, taking everything in a new direction. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think down the road we'll see what this podcast grows into or ebbs and dies into. But, you know, I think, you know, down the road maybe if we get a large enough user base or listener base, we could have people submitting questions even and answering some tech questions that'd be really fun i would like that yeah that's i mean that's always i mean that's our goal is to help people and i get always tired typing comments in you know oh my god reddit is just bombed with questions and you can only answer so many Uh, it's hard but you know we it's easy to just voice an answer quickly on the fly yeah more engaging so if you do have any questions i mean pinch to zoom at gmail.com i think is that available I didn't get it. Did you get it? I didn't get it yet. So let's, uh, let's hope uh, it's available. I think it is. Uh, or maybe it will be pinched. We'll have, a, we'll have it in somewhere in the details of this podcast about what the actual email is by the time we, we release it. So, yeah, let's get on with this show. Yeah, it's, immediate segue into the 2018 year really wrap-up, right? Yeah. So what... We have listed here the favorite tech items. Gabe, what yeah. what were your favorite tech items of 2018? Well, I mean, first off, it's amazing how fast 2018 went by, right? It seems like just yesterday we were CES 2018 was kicking off. I mean, we're looking forward to 2019 coming up. And I mean, right now it, we're about 11 days away from it. But when you're listening to this, it will be 2019. 2018 was a crazy year all around uh, for technology we saw a lot of the same, a lot of different. Personally, I'll start with something that I thought was very much the same, but also very different. Um, the GoPro 7, I was actually just using it to take a photo of us. I thought that they really, if you look at their stock and everything, they'd been not having a lot of successes. Their Karma drone it's, literally fell out of the sky. It was, they took a, a nosedive. It wasn't, wasn't great. Wasn't yeah. Great. I mean, I've always been a fan of GoPro, but the F- GoPro 5 and 6 were really... They, they. I don't know. They always had glitches. They just weren't the well-rounded products. The seven, the seven black especially. You know, they put hyper smooth. They put live streaming. They even put in the vertical mode, which is a tiny thing. But with Instagram stories and Snapchat becoming ever popular, like that's a big thing I, for users. I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, and you're right with these new media platforms. YouTube supports vertical video. I could definitely see creators taking this in a new direction and having that yeah. support is awesome. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's my first one. It's a pretty, pretty simple one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have something similar? Uh, I, I guess, yeah. On the same line of kind of a classic that isn't really new, but kind of more well-defined, I actually put macOS Mojave on my list mm, for 2018. Yeah. Um, so this introduced a lot of fantastic features, stacks. We got dark mode, the dynamic wallpapers, the completely rethought screenshots and screen recording mode that i screen record all the time for my videos and that has been so helpful yeah they definitely like it's it's they're incorporating a lot of features that we've seen in ios um and a lot of like the same like ui yeah really the make, interface yeah, yeah exactly 
Um, that's that's been really fantastic. And they brought in some of the uh, application as well, news, stocks, home, voice memos. And what Apple, I think, is showing with macOS Mojave is really how integrated they can be. Like, you're an iPhone user, you get a Mac, everything just works so beautifully together. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing that, honestly, that you got to pay for, if you're paying for a premium, which you are with Apple products, 100%. They should be offering something that is, you know, keeping you in their ecosystem and giving you a huge advantage. Yeah, and it's almost too bad Microsoft stopped making phones. They were like... It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they needed to die, but... Um... Someone someone came into Best Buy the other day and said, uh, now you now don't laugh, but you ha- I have a Windows phone, and we all literally laugh. Everyone just paused, took a moment, yeah. chuckled to themselves. Because it's, I mean... Yeah, that that's a that's a sad story right there. Yeah. But it, oh well, um, was yeah. So that, that definitely macOS Mojave. It's it you know they've been building on macOS for a while. It's been here, but it really felt like a a polished operating system and a very fantastic experience in my opinion. I, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, now the second one is definitely another no surprise here one. I kind of was sticking more with products, uh, but the DJI Mavic 2. Now I had that as well. I, okay, we both. All right. So, I do, have you flown it yet? Right. I have not flown it. I have the original Mavic yeah. and wanted to upgrade, but I I don't have the Eventually time to fly. Eventually, you'll take. We do have our college, Ithaca College, by the way. Shout out. Uh, they do have several drones uh, that they have in their drone program that we could fly. We, yeah, we have the Phantom 4 Pros. We have a fleet of... Well, we do have the Zoom, the Mavic They got Zoom. a Zoom? Yeah, they have Zoom. Two, I think two Mavic 2 Zooms. That's fantastic. So get on that when you get back from break. Um, because definitely, yeah, I, I own the Mavic 2 Pro. I took it to Iceland. I've been using it for my work, you know, for my just fun time. It is really kind of like the GoPro where... But even more of an upgrade where they really just created an incredibly well-rounded product. Like... The Mavic Air was a great product. Granted, it's for a lot, you know, more consumer friendly, like easier to use, folds up smaller, not as high as specs. And then the Mavic 2 Pro, they just said, you know, why can't we put everything that we did in the Phantom 4 Pro in this smaller, yeah. you know, drone? And so they, you know, they gave it 360 completely all around obstacle avoidance. They gave it, you know, a one inch sensor on the Pro. And most importantly, it's one of the first drones. Other, I think the Nafi has over 30 minutes, but to actually have a over 30 minute flight time, I think it's like what 31, 31 yeah, minutes, something 31 like that. minutes. I'm pretty sure, and that's it's getting to the point where it's like you are just you got plenty of time to yeah, you're not worried about yeah. coming out of the sky in the middle of a shoot or, or missing something. You you definitely have a good amount of battery, yeah. and the the 10 bit HDR was really fantastic, yeah. and the hyperlapse features and... yeah the really it's also not even just the hardware but the software that they added you know whether it's hyperlapse active track 2.0 or even what was it the um the pan all the panel modes really they've just that is really what sets dj yeah. apart too and uh to quote nate uh casey neistat on this it's not which drone to buy it's which dji drone to buy yeah and i, I mean i i definitely agree with that i hate it because i like there to be some competition in the marketplace and options uh parrot has definitely introduced a couple more drones in the past year that's that at least make it interesting but yeah it's really and i hate and it's always i also hate saying every new drone is like oh this is the best and raving about it but it really does seem like with the mavic 2 they really 
knocked it out of the park. What What do you think we'll see with like the Phantom Four or the Phantom Five? Like, is that yeah. a the Phantom? Yeah, the Phantom Five probably coming up. I'm I'm gonna guess probably March. Maybe we'll see it after CES or sometime in February. But yeah, I think we're definitely they have to hit a higher price point because now the Mavic Two obviously is you know twelve hundred to fifteen hundred kind of occupied that space exactly. So they're gonna probably have to give some higher uh, spec features, you know, take some stuff from the Inspire line, like the interchangeable lenses, and, you know, maybe we'll see retractable legs, but I doubt it. They really like the form factor of the Phantom. So, yeah, that's kind of what we're going to see. But that's already going into our predictions for next year, so let's... We'll hold off. Yeah. Um, I get Something you use to control these drones is your smartphone, and that that is actually something I put on my list I'm going to go with the Pixel 3 is one of my favorite 2018 items. Uh, this this really stood out to me for the software experience Google is providing with this phone. Their new camera and night sight has just blown other phones out of the water. Yeah, it's really, with them, it's definitely the software. Yeah, it, it's been spectacular. Um, and yeah, I think it was a solid update as well if you kind of accept the notch, if you will. Um, but yeah, that was... That was a really good phone from Google, and it's exciting to see them getting into the phone uh, space and, and really performing well there. Yeah, they they really have the incredible software. They obviously don't care quite as much about hardware, but, I mean, I think, honestly, pictures are made with the software, not necessarily the hardware. You could have a you know 60-megapixel sensor, full frame, and if you don't have the, you know, aren't processing that image data correctly, um, correctly, Sorry, you're not going to get a good picture, ultimately. It's it's so true. Yeah. So I also have, I think it's more of an honorable mention, um, and it's kind of a trend that we've seen a little bit of, but like I think the iPhone XR, as a lower-cost smartphone, really is pretty good. Gabe, okay, you call $750 lower cost? Okay, yeah. And technically, it's 10R, too, I know. Yeah. But so many people call it the XR. Yikes. Yeah. Do you, do you see that a lot in Best Buy? Like people come in and are like, yeah, I want to I want to see the XR. That's the problem too. Is I that's why I started calling it is because so many people call it that that I don't want to correct them, uh, so I just keep calling it the XR. Right. The consumer's right. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. Um, but it is it is definitely lower cost as, but also not. Yeah, you're right because I'm I'm gonna respectfully disagree. Like one of one of the highlights I actually put was used tech. I was on Swappa this morning and you can get. Here are these prices out. Gently used iPhone 7 starts at $250 for 32 gigs. Gently used iPhone 8, $440. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. Though, I mean, they are starting at, uh, I think, 600 otherwise. So saving $200 for used. Uh, yeah, you know, it's up to you if you feel we, comfortable. We slightly used. disagree on our our position on used tech. I, I've bought and sold on Swap. I really like that. This will probably come up throughout the podcast. Even but... even an iPhone ten, six hundred seventy five dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely you can't deny that it is a great place, especially with cell phones and buying through someplace like Swapa, where the, you know you got at least a you know you're not doing like eBay is a little bit sketchy sometimes when it comes to buying phones. You never know what you're quite getting. But, yeah, if you want to save money, that's definitely the best way. I do know I it is a hard sell to sell people up to the iPhone XR or XR if they're set on the, on spending iPhone 8 money when they come in. Yeah. So, yeah, the iPhone XR isn't cheap, but I do like that Apple at least released a new phone 
that had very similar specs to the you know the top of the line model and and the new design too like yeah exactly that and, was really great to and see. didn't stick with the old design that they completely updated their new line all to the you know we're gonna go we're gonna embrace the notch we're gonna go with face id you know no more uh, home button bring that screen edge yeah. to edge yeah yeah definitely all right what do you got do you have do we have any more matching overlapping products uh or? probably not the other things i really liked um I'm going to call out digital well-being from Google. Okay. And this was kind of a new trend this year from both Apple and Google with... Well, really from everyone. I mean, yeah. YouTube, Instagram. Everyone's kind of coming yeah. coming to this idea that, uh, you know, we kind of need to have a healthier relationship with technology and how we use it and how we interact with it. Um, so I really liked what Google did. They give you how, how much time you spend on Android and what apps you're using. Uh, you can schedule reminders to take break, better do not disturb settings. This is really cool. You take your Google phone, Android phone, you turn it face down automatically and do not disturb. Yeah, that's that's pretty handy. And Apple obviously added their own uh, screen time. Screen yeah, time. You, get, you get screen time. It's it's fascinating. Do you know what yours is? I don't want to say. Okay. I don't want to say. I I think I average two hours forty one minutes of of usage per day for my wow. phone. Do you even look at your phone? Uh, that's a lot isn't it uh back off <laughs> let's not get judgy <laughs> um especially when i'm about to say how much i use uh let's see why is it not giving me last seven days all right you want to get a guess? just like smirked um we're talking six hours 23 minutes okay please don't worry what are you thinking now five hours 20 minutes oh wait no wait hold on it just updated now it's saying seven hours and 39 <laughs> minutes a day. Uh, That's literally longer than I sleep sometimes. Okay. So, yeah, and that's down, though, however. That was down 8% from last week. So <laughs> let's just say we're making improvements. Gabe is on a positive trend. I'm on a positive trend. One thing I did actually do that has helped is I enabled the, uh, the actual the time limits on some of the apps. So for me, the biggest ones, honestly, was Instagram. Uh, YouTube, obviously, but come on. What am I, I'm like, We're YouTube. Yeah. You're just on YouTube. No, uh, but I did actually enable it with YouTube. Uh, but the biggest ones that I were not really keeping track of time and, you know, oh, I'll just check it, you know, a little, is really definitely the social media will eat into that where you, you know, you go on Instagram and then it's like, you know, 45 minutes later or an hour later, you're like, what, right. ju- what did I just... I mean, even yeah. that, like, uncomfortable pocket pull out, you check something really quick, that, like, yeah. those few minutes really just add up. Yeah, and how many pickups did you have a day? Did you? Oh man, I don't. I'd have to check that. Because yeah. um, I think that's a really interesting uh, stat that they use. Let me search that sure. up. Screen time. It's good. I can search it. Yeah. Uh, today, um, let me give me all seven days, two hours, one minute per day, down seventeen yeah. percent from last yeah. week. Reduction. Uh, four hours social networking, three hours, forty-two minutes productivity. One hour, 18 minutes, reading and reference. Most use apps, messages, narwhal, and then like email and stuff. Pickups, 87 pickups per day. Oh, I got you beat. 98 per day. That's... With the max on Tuesday of 152. What was I doing all day just <laughs> literally picking it up and setting it down apparently? That, you know, we're surprisingly similar in pickups yeah. considering the usage. Yeah. That's, no, that's fascinating. What about notifications? Sorry oh, to bring my, no, 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 it's, it's fine, you know, quickly. Is, I mean, the the, you, the listeners are probably just completely bored, but compared to your numbers, definitely. I... Uh, yeah, I'd be curious uh, what what you guys or, or gals, what you all have. 
Yeah. I'm at 625 notifications for the last week, around 89 per day. See, the the big thing is, yeah, I have about 195 per day, which is 1,364. The big uh, abuser of this is I have a smart, two smart cameras, or they're not actually very smart. They're pretty dumb, actually. But they <laughs> send me notifications literally for everything, especially since one's in my living room, pointing at the front door. And so whenever I walk through my living room, I'm sending myself a notification, like... That yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, it's 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 pretty pointless. Uh, that's by the way, shout out to Ye Technology. That's who that is. They make decent products uh, for very cheap prices, especially their um, their like yeah their security cameras. They're they're not as great as a Nest or something like that. Are you getting a lot of delay in your headphones? Uh, I heard it cut out for a second, but I, it was like a split. Second. I think we're just building up a huge buffer right now, but. Whatever. We'll just keep going. We'll keep rolling. Um, I guess two more quick shout-outs. Yeah. Uh, the Gmail update. They added a lot of really great like automatic reply features. Yeah, um, they, and the, the whole UI just... I love what yeah. Google's doing. That was a big one. It's gorgeous. You can snooze. You get nudges to reply to stuff. Um, smart reply where you can you know just click a button and it'll autofill. We're, we're basically having robots talking to other robots well that was the what was that the google um what was what was their duplex duplex yeah that's duplex that will be when that comes out fully and you know as as much as they demonstrated that's literally we're gonna have yeah robots talking to robots it's so weird to think about and the last shout out i want to have is the dyson v10 vacuum cleaner Ooh. there is a day about you're a big nine, fan of dyson i know i i really like their design um you, there's some debate as to the quality i would say of their vacuum cleaners uh but th- six no nine months ago excuse me they came out with the dyson v10 vacuum cleaner and when that day happened they sponsored so many youtube channels that my subscription box was barraged with all of these videos about vacuum cleaners dang that is yeah i was not subscribed to that many channels that did stuff i did still see one or two uh, and that's an interesting, you know, approach to marketing. Whenever I take out like uh, surveys online, you know, from DJI or GoPro about like what product, you know, that I recently bought, I always skew the surveys to say that I, you know, I only learned about it through like YouTube tech influencers or stuff like that, you know, or yeah, like reviews online because I really want to show that 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 is a way that a lot of people and that is usually how i hear about this yeah stuff. yeah me too I, i'll some random product will yeah. show up in like a linus tech tip video and I'll, wow that's amazing i wish i had known about this and then i'll yeah. go look into it more um and i had one more product kind of it's more of a trend or just finally we saw it but nikon and canon finally realizing that mirrorless cameras are the way of the future at least for part of the photography and videography world and taking it seriously and finally releasing some decent full frame uh, mirrorless cameras. Yeah, that was that was really great to see. I agree yeah. with that. Um, Sony definitely needed the competition. Yeah. Uh, that that said, I still think Sony is doing everything better spec wise, price performance ratio. Yeah, we're both. Uh, I mean, we're both in the Sony r- right now. We both have Sony cameras uh, and lenses, so we're a little biased, obviously. But I still. You know, Canon would have to do a lot to make me switch. Yeah, I at mean, this point. I I kind of missed my Canon. I came from a 70D, but man, like just getting 4K, being able to crop in, 
getting the high frame rates and just the price I paid for my A7 III, that yeah. like they just can't compete with the price performance ratio in my mind, even if uh, some people may prefer the image quality or the experience. Yeah. I mean, I also came from a, a T4i before I went to the A7S II, and I do kind of miss the Canon, you know, their uh, UI and their menu system. I love it. I miss it. I miss it so much. It's a lot better than Sony's, but at the time and still, it's like Sony offers a lot more for the price. Uh, so If you can figure out their menu system. Yeah, yeah. That'll take you about a couple of days of getting lost, but you'll eventually get it. So, yeah, that's that, that was really... I mean, there was obviously a ton of other stuff that happened this year in tech. Uh, there was also a ton of, like, awkward fails, I think, that happened. I personally have... I came up with three kind of ones that... I don't know. Let's let you go first with this one because I started off the best in tech for okay. 2018. Okay. Okay. Um, I. I bet we have. I bet we have one that's the same. I can guarantee almost. I. I. Okay. All right. The one I thought of. Yeah. Was air power. That literally that was my first. Yep. So, so wait. Let's save that one. Okay. And I'll. Did you have any other ones or no? I had another one. Okay. Uh, the Google Pixel Slate. Okay. Yeah. So this is a. I would call it a cool, interesting device, but at the same time, who is it for? It is a expensive exactly, tablet yeah. running not Android but Chrome OS. Yeah. So you don't you don't get full desktop applications, and you don't get Android apps, but you kind of do. It's just a weird device. Um, I saw on Twitter a YouTuber I follow, Casey Neistat, got one. He was like, "What do I need to know about this?" Another great YouTuber, Marquez Brownlee posted a gif of dude perfect where they did a home edition and it's this guy just throwing a trash bag into a garbage can like 30 feet away from his front door to the end of his driveway and casey goes wow shots fired and marquez brownlee is like tentative review title yeah this ain't it chief yeah i mean it looks it looks pretty good but that's not what you buy something like that for obviously yeah yeah so uh, is it going to be a fail? I think if for whatever reason it works for you, it's going to be great. Yeah. I think the market is just going to be so niche. Who is it for, right? I, I think there are so many other options worth considering that um, it's it may not perform as well as Google's hoping. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. The other two that I had other than AirPower, which we'll circle back to because I think we both, that's probably going to be what we end up deciding as the biggest fail uh, but the one kind of failed that turned into a win was the uh, DJI Mavic 2 release, actually, because they initially were going to release it in early July, which is great because you get the summer season. You know, that's the northern hemisphere. Most people, that's when they're going to fly. So you get it in that time out to the public, and then, yeah, you get sell a lot more units. However, they kind of had an issue. I think it was with the gimbal. Not quite sure. They never said, but they had to push it back about a month and a week, I think, or so, and... However, they knocked it out of the park. So it's that, like... That was the right call. It was the right thing to do. Uh, and once they released the product, it was an amazing product. So I think that started out as a fail, but they turned it and handled it correctly. The other one I had is kind of more... Definitely more recent, actually. It was uh, actually the Qualcomm Summit that they had in Hawaii. Uh, and that was to showcase 5G technology, which, as you know, is coming, whether we like it or not, to the U.S., uh, and hopefully whether we like it, you know, because it will be faster. Um, I, you know, for the 5G, I, the weird thing is I think that the thing for that is the support. 
So rumors yeah. have it right now, the new iPhone for 2019 this year isn't going to support it. And that's fine. Apple was late to the game for uh, 4G as well. But in my opinion, phones we have today are already so good and so capable. I don't foresee people upgrading as frequently as they may have used to. Yeah. And that could actually slow down the rollout. Like, not not as many people are going to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I think we're definitely seeing an ending, at least for most people. Granted, there's still going to be people who are, you know, willing to pay the money or have the money to easily just throw away to get a phone every year. But I think we're seeing more and more that people, you know, if they can keep a phone three years, four years, they're going to do that or even longer. Especially with these higher price points that we're seeing now. Yeah, and and the good thing is that companies are supporting them a little longer, too, especially Apple. There's, you know, they're, they're phenomenal at that. Yeah. So people are able to use them longer. Uh, so will 5g work? I mean, the thing with this, you know, this summit that they had, uh, in Hawaii, I think it was like beginning of December is it was supposed to be able to, you know, they invited all this press out there supposed to be able to demonstrate what 5g was and like the first consumer tech working on it, but it really just nothing worked. Like the press supposedly wasn't able to get their hands on any of the devices. It was just horrible mess um that was just handled poorly like that's one of those things push it back like it's got to work when you invite people and and that's crucial yeah they basically had like a couple devices sitting there that you could just look at that were the phones that uh they would eventually were going to be like released that would have 5g support but it's really come on guys uh that reminds me of uh elon musk's plan with spacex to uh, what is it called starlink yeah i think with this, all the different satellites yeah like eleven thousand or something satellites provide affordable internet access yeah. across the globe they, that's got, really cool they got approval for that right yeah yeah, yeah. So. that's that's making progress i want to give another shout out uh google plus i think r.i.p yeah i i would call it a fail because for the for the two people that used it i'm sorry i used it i mean I mainly just used it to get extra link back <laughs> to my videos or blog posts. Uh, but yeah, it was Google, though they have so many successes, they're in the bottom of those successes. The way is paved with the dead carcasses of all the different products that they've rolled out at some point, whether it's like Google Wave or. Well, I mean, now yeah, Hangouts, Hangouts is being phased yeah. out, Google Allo is phased out. Like. I mean, part of me, I think it just shows that they're a good tech t- tech company because that's kind of what you want to do is you want to be able to, you know, put a bunch of effort and a bunch of, you know, people just jump on an idea and bring it, flesh it out, bring it to life. And then if it doesn't work, don't be afraid to just say, no, that didn't work and kill it. Yeah, I, I can respect Google for that. And um, I, the biggest thing for me is like how they're going to handle YouTube comments and how that system's going to work. But yeah, yeah RIP to that. But now I think it's time to circle back to air power. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I thought biggest tech fail of the year, it was a no brainer, I think. Right. It's, or it's a little weird because it was announced September 12th, 20, 2017, 2017, but it, it was, was announced for 2018. It was announced to release yeah. early 2018. Yeah. Since the announcement, it has been 463 days. Well, that's to when we're recording. To when they're listening to this, it could it's more than that. Over yeah. 463 days. Yeah. So you're you're still counting, adding those days on. Basically. They are experiencing massive problems and delays. This is very unlike Apple, which is why I think this particular item stands out so much. Yeah, and I don't, 
I don't really get why they're having huge problems because they are piggybacking off of, you know, the Qi wireless charging uh, like standard, which I thought was a great move by them to not create their own proprietary thing, you know, work with this standard that's already in existence, add some more features to it and, you know, have them incorporate it. But they really, I mean, I, all the time people are coming into Best Buy looking for wireless chargers and what do we sell them? Samsung wireless chargers. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a missed opportunity by Apple. Yeah. Um, Especially where p- people who buy Apple products usually are so loyal to buy Apple accessories, even if they are at a premium. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like they would have had a demo or something working to some degree when they announced it. Uh, maybe it was manufacturing. Maybe it was heating. That's that's kind of what I heard. But yeah, it's just really too bad. I was saving up and holding off on getting a wireless charger for air power. I pulled the trigger. I actually put one on my birthday list. I got the Peel wireless charger, mm, which nice. is very, very minimalist, very nice design. I ended up actually going with the one by, uh, was it, Nimble, which is the, if you're looking for a company that, you know, makes tech that's not going to destroy the vir- environment quite as much. It, it's it's easier on the environment. Yeah, they, the one thing I'm looking at the case right now over there, they I haven't unboxed them yet because I'm waiting for some other stuff to get in, but they package them in like nice, just white cardboard. You know, you don't get 5,000 pieces of plastic to throw away. And they're also they're made with recycled plastic as well, the products themselves. So Yeah, if I if I had known about the Nimble, yeah. I probably would have gone with that. I, I really do like the designs. Yeah. They have USB port on the side of them so you can like chain, like charge your watch uh, from yeah. the wireless charging pad. They they look really nice and um if you need a wireless charger Nimble if you want to sponsor us too. <laughs> yeah, forget air power <laughs> yeah. look elsewhere yeah. and we recommend Nimble. Nimble or well, other brands too. Just basically just Air power is not in existence, uh, and I would not hold your breath for it, yeah. at least for the time being. But it 2019's coming, so yeah. Uh, but speaking of buying stuff, we did actually just pass through Black Friday, which... It's a fun time of year. Yeah, it's a fun time of year. I also sometimes get a little disgusted by the amount of consumerism, but... it's. It, on one hand, it's appalling. On the other hand, the deals are so good. The deals are really good, and we always talk about the fact that more and more, especially, I will, and, and you're doing this too, is just saving up throughout the year, uh, you know, knowing what you want to purchase for tech, you know, your big purchase for the year, and then just kind of waiting around that time of year to pounce, you know, like a hunter yeah. out in the wild. I, I mean, this is what I did. I yeah. Last year, 2017 Black Friday, I saw some things I wanted that went on sale, but I, you know, I wasn't feeling spontaneous. I held off, and then I thought about them all year, and I was like, well, I'm saving up. So I would recommend um, if Black Friday is rolling around when you're listening to this or you have plans for the future, think about the items you want or browse the sales now and think about what you're going to get this upcoming year. Save up, and then when the deals are out, that's when you get exactly what you have on your list. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't get anything too big. Uh, I know in years past, I've actually gotten like my camera, which was like you know a couple thousand dollars, and on those things... It depends how much savings you're going to get, you know, anywhere like three, four hundred. Uh, sometimes like, a lot of times it will be like free accessories from B&H or Amazon or places like that. Yeah, and you definitely have to weigh in um, like this Black Friday, B&H had some awesome MacBook deals on the computers. But yeah. if you're a student going into college, like you, you kind of need a computer in the exactly. summer. So it's not really worth holding off in that situation. And, yeah, like, there are certain things that you just like. I need this now, you know, if you're going on a trip and you need a camera for the trip or, you know, you're getting hired for a place and you need a, 
you know, camera to shoot, then you're going to need that then. Sometimes just having it is worth it. Um, but otherwise, like, I would highly recommend, like, make your dream setup. Yeah. Envision it, see what's included, and then when the holidays roll around, when the deals happen, you know, to yeah, pull the trigger. Make sure you have a little extra pocket change sitting ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, to spend and yeah utilize it uh, what do we max out the credit cards get ready <laughs> yeah get sign up nah. for 20 more don't uh, don't do that but no, uh don't. yeah definitely think about you what you want and the things um, that i really thought um people definitely should save up for obviously we talked about phone uh cameras drones also a little bit uh though it, it does kind of suck to get a drone in the winter you know you can't yeah if you can't use it um that's a i guess I would recommend getting certified. Is that yeah. a weird thing to say? Yeah. I mean, the thing I thought that I was just looking at the deals this year, especially that I work at Best Buy, the biggest things I saw deals on was actually uh, phones and smart home products. Phones, you see a lot of, you know, $300 off on an upgrade, you know, from Verizon or AT&T and stuff like that. That's a that's a decent chunk of change off, you know, especially if it's a $1,000 phone. Yeah. All right. I, I would like to, as someone who's into okay. the phones, slight asterisk to that. Yeah. It's typically if you have a newer device, we're getting up to three hundred dollars, yes. yeah. and oftentimes it'll be uh, better for you to sell it. So if you have the no, time... but this was this was not with trade in. A oh, lot really? of these are just three hundred off. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's pretty. Those some really good, really good deals. Dang. Yeah. I, the ones I typically see are like trade in your old device, and you'll yeah. get up to a certain amount off. Um, but definitely consider that if you don't have the time to sell, doing a yeah. trade in, great, perfect, saves it's time. Quick, yeah. Yeah, you get a discount. Um, if you do have time to sell, that will often, uh, I think, give you better results. Usually, yeah. Or but. just do a quick surge before you sell, um, you know, to the store or wherever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the other thing, smart home products are just, they're marked up so much, it's it's kind of obscene. We we saw Google Home Mini and Amazon Echo Dot yeah. 50% off. Yeah. That, what? I, I mean, what? you don't see that on many other products, and, well, actually, wasn't the dot was no the dot that was the, the second generation dot but yeah they were both both of those are $50 products and they were marked down to $25 you don't see that I mean you don't see the iPhone going down to $500 you don't see you know a $3,000 camera going down to 1500 it's really rare and it's because these products are marked up so much so I would my especially with smart speakers I almost would say never buy them Unless they're on sale. Yeah. And, and honestly, you probably have speakers right now. Yeah. And they probably work great. You could consider getting one of the uh, cheaper assistants and like plugging that into the speaker. Yeah. Or, or something. I know you can do and, that. But they're it. always doing like Amazon is always doing some sale on yeah. there. Yeah. Their Echoes. So definitely wait on the smart home tech. I, yeah. Gabe's definitely right on this. Yeah. It's marked up. Uh, there are great deals on Hue, Philips Hue lights. Yeah. Um, we were bundles. figuring out that Hue's, uh, they probably cost around probably $16 or so uh, because that's they sell them to the like uh, the retailers like Best Buy for um, we're figuring with my employee discount I was guessing probably 32 to 33 dollars somewhere in that range uh, so yeah they're really they're marking them up a ton for like the light bulbs I'm talking about yeah for Hughes. like the $50 lights. $50 lights you start at $50 for the light there's and that's what you're paying but their the retailer is paying maybe 30 to $30 $33 that range and could, then could even be less but could be less yeah and then phillips is making them i mean i'm saying conservatively 16 15 because that's about 50 percent usually try to keep it but it could be oh, even yeah. less than that yeah uh no you're, you're definitely yeah. right they're, they're super marked up um and you can see this too with like the bundle deals like yeah where they're including four lights and uh and a switch or whatever yeah yeah and yeah. 
and the bridge all for yeah you're like how are they doing that but it's yeah they're just they basically they know smart home products are really intriguing to people now so they know people are going to be buying them but at the same time they know that they're a little expensive so they're going to keep them at the higher price throughout most of the year but then when they put them on sale they're going to put them on big sales to try to get people into their ecosystems yeah they know the enthusiasts will pay the price to to get it enjoy it and love the product um and the consumers may be more hesitant it's definitely not something you need like definitely can hold off on it um but for the people who are just getting introduced to the technology having these deals and having these discounts is one of the great times to to jump on them and be introduced into the ecosystem and uh, what these assistants can really do for you. Yeah. No, it's definitely... I mean, it's the problem is it's always changing, but we'll see. I would definitely wouldn't hold off just because out of fear that it might change. Yeah, yeah. And I guess um, the thing, too, with, like, Hue, uh, the light bulbs definitely seem expensive, but yeah. the way I kind of, I guess you could say, justified the cost is these lights are going to last me, like, 20 years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so you're really you're buying for the future. Yeah. Which is a good segue, actually, for... Speaking of the future, let's talk about what 2019 is going to have in store for us. It's if it if you're listening to this now, it probably is 2019 or maybe it's 2020 and or 2051, you know. How long this is the internet's forever, right? So Yeah, I guess we'll find out. This is our grandchildren are listening to this. Hello, uh Milo and uh Ona. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, Gabe. Hey guys, how are you, how are you doing? Uh no, I don't know. Okay, what what 2019 has in store? Uh, what do you want to start? I think let's start. Let's continue from smart home tech. We were already okay. there. Yeah. I honestly, the biggest thing I see price drops. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would see that. I also think we're gonna see more companies like the Facebook getting into it in weird oh, ways, man. like the Facebook portal. That is, you know, my one of my professors has that, and he's like, "What? Like, what do I do? This is a terrible product." Yeah, I think it's one of the oddest products, but I think you're gonna still see big players, you know, jumping into that field because they know there is a lot of money in there, and there's a lot of room for growth. And yeah, there's a lot of people who are kind of like, "What's this smart home stuff?" So if they can get a product on a shelf, they might get people to buy it. Hey, this this might seem weird. I'd love to see uh, more smart integration with like home appliances, like ovens and toasters and you know things like microwaves and yeah. amazon they even made a microwave pretty like 60 dollars, right yeah it? it's like super affordable yeah uh i mean amazon has their whole other uh kind of like <laughs> they do their own thing reasons that yeah, they do yeah. stuff you know definitely to get people into their system and you know subscribing to prime buying from amazon and collecting a ton of user data but still they, it's a good deal if you're willing to make all those uh, compromises. It's it's definitely really cool how the integrations yeah. work and, and, you know, what you can do with smart home tech. And, you know, maybe this year, if it the prices do drop, yeah, then could be an opportune moment to, to try it out. Yeah, definitely. Now, I think speaking of smart, let's go to smartphones. I'm going to start on this because my predictions are probably paling in comparison to what you know about it because you know a lot more about smartphones. But basically all I had thought about for what would be 2019 is obviously any way to ditch the notch, basically, is what we're going to see. Yeah. I know the new thing that just was released uh, from a couple different companies was the Punch-Out, right? Or is that what they're calling it? This is where uh, you just have that camera, like in the top left-hand corner or something. We saw, what was it, Huawei and what was it, Xiaomi and Samsung all release 
cameras was it the a8 from samsung maybe i didn't i think yeah. oh, you didn't, do i know something more than you yeah, yeah I, I think you do this, you like this preface is, this is like wow stetson knows a lot i, I know think, i set you up for failure <laughs> yeah i think you actually are following this a little closer than yeah. i am i mean coming out of finals week yeah. right now oh, yeah true that definitely i, I can know. talk to you a lot about instructional design <laughs> <laughs> that's for the other podcast but yeah i think would you you think we're gonna try to see the notch disappear yeah so the way the notch is to me is just weird. It's in this weird space where, uh, on one hand, it kind of makes sense. Like, you want more screen real estate. Uh, but it's also weird because it blocks content. That's my least favorite thing about it. Yeah. Watching a YouTube video, I full screen it. Suddenly, I have this notch literally blocking content on the screen. I hate that. Yeah. Did um, you see Apple was actually getting sued because they're, on their website, the promotional images were always with black at the top so you couldn't see the notch i, so. I saw that um and also the, the screen size they didn't factor in the notch or the rounded corners too so that's ridiculous they're actually getting sued for both of those things yeah i think on their website if you look they're pretty particular about how they word it and they, yeah. they indicate when measured edge to edge um but it's something about the rounded corners i i don't know exactly yeah, i think it's ridiculous yeah. like it's a great display Let's not get in a yeah. fuss about it, right? About like six pixels less. Yeah. Oh gosh, uh, it's definitely it's like yeah. more than six, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, All right, but... What what we're gonna see for iPhone? I just saw some rumors recently about Apple filing for patents to put Touch ID back in the iPhone so under, we're gonna see underneath under the glass. Dis- yeah, underneath the glass. And wow. the the way the article kind of worded it um, was a second way of authenticating adding another layer of yeah. security and this could be used to store things like passports really personal or important documents and then just having that two-factor authentication where you have the facial scan with face id that's mm-hmm. staying i think yeah. apple's committed to that and having to use your fingerprint i yeah i i've always thought that they should have both uh face id is great but there's some situations where it doesn't work you know like right now actually i'm talking on my mic and if I want to go unlock my phone, I have to lean away from the mic so that my phone can see my face clearly. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. And so I really think it would, bringing both would be really awesome. And also, especially because our phones control so much of our lives now. And literally, when you, you know, if you go to sign up for a bank account or something like that online, a lot of times they'll say, oh, put in your mobile number and we'll send you a, like a text. Yeah, you no, know. it's huge. Our, a lot of personal information is on our yeah. phones. And Apple, I think in particular, is very conscientious about that. And that would be a cool thing. The one thing I will say okay. from watching the uh, OnePlus 6T review yeah. is a fingerprint reader underneath a flat sheet of glass with no tactile feedback might just be one of the worst possible oh, places to put it. True. I true. think on the back, imagine if the like Apple the logo. Samsung. Yeah. Or, or even like the Pixel. That's yeah. just, to me, that is perfect. Yeah, you were saying make the Apple logo. Yeah, imagine if oh, that read your like. That would be pretty cool. My finger naturally rests on that yeah. thing like all the time. Yeah, don't don't do what Samsung does and put it right next to the camera. That I was, think that's that a, was goofy. Did anyone even think about that when they were designing? Like that's just horrible because you, you they, it feels exactly like the camera. So you're like, how do you know which your finger is? <laughs> Am I getting it? Am yeah. I getting it? Why yeah. is my camera all smudged? Yeah, why are all the pictures like look like they were taken in a oh fog? Oh my god, that's oh well. And then also, of course, we have the Samsung uh, completely foldable phone, which I—that's just a hard no. I mean, it's we're gonna see it. That's that's there's no debate. We're, we're gonna see something. The f- uh, whether people are willing to now pay eighteen hundred dollars for a phone, probably not. Especially since the phone is like basically just a beta, uh, 
uh, test of a concept. It's, you know, it's like the iPhone one or, you know, any first gen product, it's not going to be good. And especially with this, I think they're just rushing to get, be the first on market. But I think maybe maybe four years, three, four years from now, it might be useful. We'll the see. The hardware is really cool, what they're able to do. Yeah. I wonder about the experience. Like, how yeah. is that going to be better than using a phone? I like, I love my iPhone SE. Like, yeah. And I know there's a lot of people like who love the smaller form factor. It's more portable. It's like easier to use one hand. And you're just introducing this like huge tablet display, which could be great for media. But then why not get a tablet? Yeah, really, they have to, they've got the hardware, I think, somewhat situated, so it's really going to be both creating the story around the product of what it can be used for, and then also creating, you know, the interface, the software, the applications there. Uh, the app support's going to be a nightmare, yeah. too, the poor developers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to. But, yeah, that's, I, I don't know, do you have anything else for smartphones? I, I, I mean, we're going to see... I guess with Apple too, like Google is leading in the camera and mm -hmm. um, in their algorithms and what they're able to do with that. I think we're going to see Apple kind of try and um, implement something similar as well. Yeah. And I, kind of related to smartphones, I guess the other thing I was thinking for next year is uh, AirPods too. Yeah. No, I, the, I think we'll see those. The second gen, hopefully, uh, which will, I'm kind of going to the next category, which we had with health and lifestyle. I think we might see... There's been rumors a lot that AirPods might come with some health tracking in them. That would be neat. Uh, I don't really see a benefit over like an Apple Watch or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't but... know what the logistics are. Like, is that a better spot to track? Oh, yeah, or like battery life? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think so. But it's it's an interesting concept. I know there are already some headphones out there, I'm pretty sure. I think Under Armour has a pair, and there might be another one that do have some health tracking, mainly just like heartbeat and stuff like that's that. Like, that's like weird. I don't... The only times I listen to headphones is like when I'm sitting down editing. Yeah, it doesn't really. Well, what I've my all right, we're we're getting a little off topic, but my overall theory for what I think AirPods will be, and I think I've told you about this, Stetson, is that I really think that five, ten years from now, probably more closer to ten, they're gonna want us all wearing headphones, and the AirPods will have gone to the point where they have a really good battery life, or they're either somehow drawing power wirelessly. Um, from you know our phones or even like powering off our own body's electricity field uh, and they have passive listening through so you can wear them when you're just hanging out with people i mean they already kind of do that if they you... already do but i think they'll have somehow made them better you know maybe they even have a hole in the middle so it somehow lets it go through if someone says your name they yeah. recognize that they pause the music exactly like, that'd be wild and yeah basically you'll just be able to uh get to the point where you can almost whisper siri hey siri or like you know, whatever uh, smart home or smart uh, assistant you have, and it will, you know, instantly be able to recognize it, you know, do what you want and have, be very accurate. So I could, I could definitely see that being, um, we had Google Glass, yeah. and I think just the earpiece experience of that, like being able to listen to an assistant, like asking for directions or, or exactly, you know, yeah. trying to get information on something, I think just being able to communicate with the assistant, having it in your ear would be a, a much better experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, Speaking of assistance and smart home, we kind of, we kind of already talked about that, but that does affect your lifestyle and your really just everyday. Yeah. So do you think we'll be seeing? Uh, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but do you think you're going to be seeing stuff for the home that's going to change people's everyday life coming out next year? That's really new products. I'm unsure. 
the thing that I think about is like with Philips Hue, yeah. and you can integrate this with an app called Sleep Cycle and yeah. get like a beautiful, nice, warm sunrise experience in your room. Yeah. And Apple recently released the Bedit Sleep Tracker. I don't know if you had a chance to look I at that. I haven't looked at that. Uh, it is a thin pad, um, a little bit longer than a ruler, maybe like 15 inches, I think and maybe a couple inches wide super thin goes underneath the mattress huh. tracks things like heart rate and a lot of other weird uh, i guess biological statistics that yeah. i wouldn't necessarily think a pad would be able to track but it does wow. so in terms of 2019 i could see more companies taking a focus on health fitness and tracking and putting that into the and how it, how it really relates to technology i mean with more stuff like screen time or you know just digital health in general and like how you can use this data to provide meaningful feedback yeah because that's uh, technology is all about you know collecting data or data what do you, you say data uh data yeah I, I usually say i don't know what i say are you a data person i say data i'm like data head you know i don't know i'll, I'll switch to data for now just so it's you know we have a little Appease bit appease the listeners exactly but yeah it's all about collecting data and so i think really it's how you use that and so hopefully well we've been collecting data for about you know the early 2000s as long as there's been you know the internet and really any digital technology and now if they can actually do some cool stuff for the users with that data that would be that'd be marvelous yeah uh, but, you know, home tech can be kind of boring. Yeah. Segway into the boring company. I think we're going to see huge revolutions about... in transportation yes. in 2019. Uh, yeah. And also maybe uh, another flamethrower. Yes. You mean not a <laughs> not flamethrower? Not a flamethrower, flame It would be also not a yeah. flamethrower. That's <laughs> yes. what they call it. Also, the next thing is they have not a gun. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's a little, I think, that's no, a little that's, far. They're not going to do that. No. Right. Not a tank but not a car really a tank yeah what if they have not a car whoa tesla your new not a phone yeah yeah uh that i mean their marketing campaign with the boring company is awesome i love it kind of obviously they're basically tesla there except for they're not but i really think we're gonna see a lot more electric cars coming out next yeah, year yeah and um what tesla has done is built such a strong charging network and yeah. they've collected a lot of data so I think you're right. We'll see other manufacturers coming out with cars, starting to reimagine or, or build out infrastructure in 2019. Yeah, I think that is definitely what we're going to see because we've really, at this end of this year, I think 2019, 2018 was a proving point for Tesla. Like that was, this was their, you know, if they had didn't stand their ground this year and didn't survive. deliver. Yeah, didn't exactly. survive Model 3 production hell. If we weren't, if we weren't seeing them, you know, alive right now they would not be making it any further i think this yeah, was really yeah. both just as like their you know their supporters if they didn't deliver on time they'd start losing people supporting them but also their critics would be very critical and you know be like ha i told you so yeah they're already pretty intense about it they are but you see a lot of the shorts um the big short sellers have said that they're giving up their positions because they're no longer uh, really sustainable or gonna make them any money because yeah. tesla has definitely put their foot down. So yeah, you're gonna see big automakers, I think, definitely pivoting to kind of just be more agile and kind of copy Tesla. I think we might see uh, some electric automobiles at CES, and this happened with the Faraday Future, you know, yes. a couple of years ago. That fizzled out pretty quickly. Yeah, that is. I mean, we'll get to CES in a second. 
uh, and that will hopefully be what our second podcast is kind of about. But you looked at what like Chevy recently laid off 15,000 people, which is a horrible thing. But the main reason they're doing it is so that they can be more able to, you know, follow, jump on trends quickly, you know, oh, this is the car we need to make. Let's make that. Oh, this is the way we're going to make batteries. Now let's do that. Yeah. I, you know, and I think it's kind of ridiculous. These established car manufacturers haven't been pushing and innovating. Like they've been yeah. resting on their loyals. They've been doing what works, haven't really been changing things. Like the car experience, how you interact, use the knobs and dials and UI, it's all terrible. And well, okay, let's not let's not just throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> you know, I definitely think there is something to knobs in yeah, cars well, it's because like... especially while you're driving, looking at a touchscreen where you don't get really any feedback and know what you're touching is pretty hard. So it's nice to have a knob that you know. Ah, I can keep my eye on the road and reach down here and know that I'm adjusting my lights. Or yeah, whatever. so so it's not necessarily the knobs. It's yeah. just that the experience they're creating. I don't don't come for my knobs. My, you better like, watch yourself. My friend has a super old BMW, and when he yeah. puts the thing in reverse, the rear view mirror automatically or the side mirrors tilt down. Yeah, my car yeah, doesn't right. do that. Yeah, that's, that is or like when lights turn into corners. You know, when you when you're turning it, going around a corner, the light light headlights will actually rotate. So they point into the corner where you're where you're looking to see if you're gonna hit a car or something, right? Yeah, That's... yeah, just cool stuff like that. Yeah. And even something as simple as like putting all the windows up and down. Like yeah. my mom's uh Subaru Impreza. I have to do it one window at a time. Yeah, I do too. So yeah, it's, it's we we need to fix we, that. You, you know, that's like the putting your uh, pants on one leg at a time, like everyone else. <laughs> I put my windows up one t- one window at a time, like everyone else. That's oh, the man. new saying for car drivers. But yeah, transportation is. A really exciting thing, and CES has turned more and more into focusing on a lot of auto tech. It's true. It's true. And, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, but what do you think we're going to see with the Phantom 5? Like, Phantom 5, yeah, I think it's definitely, it's going to be obviously very, very much anticipated and hyped up. Uh, this is their, really the product that built DJI was the Phantom, starting all the way back at the Phantom 1. And the Phantom 4 Pro has now been around for two years i think that long or the no they released the pro it's it's about a year and a half it's 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 been a while yeah wow they i think the phantom 4 is officially uh two years old no it's actually more i think yeah the phantom 4 pro has been two years because it was uh, november 2016 that's that's amazing yeah and i mean it's still it's still an incredible product but the problem with now is they have the mavic 2 pro yeah it's just not like mavic really does a lot of the same smaller size uh and a lot more capable otherwise you you consider like the inspire probably or, yeah. or something like that so i think with drones we'll see obviously the phantom is going to kick off the year with a bang and my other hope is that we will see other companies getting into the space i'm hoping parrot you know at one point i think in the early uh or like the mid you know 15 16s they were uh saying they were going to actually get out of consumer drones and they were pivoting to more like industrial stuff but we've seen this last year with the anafi and the What's the other one? It starts with an M. No, I can't help I you. Can't I help. just it. Well, you know the other one. It's the small, the smaller little brother to the Nafi. Uh, they've released two consumer drones that you know replace the Bebop essentially, and are you know fairly competitive. Granted, they're not better than the Mavic Pro. They're competitive. Let leave two, it at that. Yeah. They're just competitive. Do you think the Phantom Five is gonna have the zoom lens or the you know the SEMO sensor from? Well, I think yeah, w- Hasselblad. I think we'll probably see a Hasselblad sensor or maybe lens setup 
because I know that they've been getting a lot of positive feedback just by putting that branding on there. And there was a reason that they bought a you know majority stake in Hasselblad. And it wasn't just because they had just some change sitting around just said, let's just chuck this cheddar over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I think we'll definitely see interchangeable lenses that's almost a given oh that'd be awesome i'm guessing that to kit out a full like a dji phantom 5 you're going to be spending upwards of three thousand dollars i agree with that and that's 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 a very conservative estimate because if you figure two thousand dollars for a drone with a battery and like the lens that comes with it right then you know you figure all right batteries 150 a pop there's two more that's you know 2300 then lenses are probably going to be like 300 to 400 a pop because uh, it's going to be their own proprietary system, most likely. Classic DJI. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's not much other options out there for light lenses that fit on, you know, that size. But, yeah, obviously, they're taking a book from uh, Patreon Apple's book. And then, uh, of course, cases and other stuff. Yeah, it's going to be $3,000 at least. For... It'll it'll be exciting, regardless yeah. of what it is and uh, when it comes out. Well, it's exciting because you know they have to top the Mavic 2 Pro. That's so true. Whatever it has that to be does, better. Yeah. It, you know it has to be better because they have to get people to pay some money for it do you have any predictions for computers yeah we're uh we're not gonna see any more computers yeah <laughs> that's it uh so there you have it you heard yeah, it here yeah. first computers are dead yeah. uh I, I guess on a similar note maybe computers aren't dead but maybe non-touchscreen computers are dead i actually so i was lucky enough to get the ipad pro and after using that for a good amount of time I feel that macOS needs a touchscreen. Like it feels so intuitive interacting with my iPad. And then I sat, I sat down on my Mac. I was literally using my iPad, sat down on my Mac, and I touched the screen. But you wouldn't want macOS to be scrapped in order for them to, you know, put iOS yeah, on a Mac. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. I would either love to see a revamped Pad OS that brings macOS like desktop applications, keyboard, mouse support to iPad. Or I would love to see um, macOS like find a way to integrate touch functionality. I, I, I really do like that. And you know maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe Apple won't do it. They still have the best trackpads in the game, yeah. and they have that going for them. But either way, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, the only thing when you bring up kind of merging, you know, a mobile interface with a desktop operating system, you know, I have horrid flashbacks to you know windows 8 oh you're right yeah and so i think i mean apple obviously they do tend to do stuff a little more thoughtfully and you know think things through so if they do that i mean obviously we've been slowly seeing ios and mac os merge together but yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if they maybe release something that bridges the gap but also i think they're going to be focusing more on their professional lineup too i mean we know they have the new Mac Pros coming out. Oh, those are going to be amazing. Replacing the trash cans, throwing them in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> They'll fit great. Yeah. They, well, you just, you, you wouldn't know, is that the trash can or is that like... We're just taking out yeah. the trash can? Yeah. All right, we're throwing the cans out this week, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Everything, oh, it's gone now. Yeah. yeah. So you will definitely see, I mean, we saw the MacBook Pros this year. We're definitely... They were awesome. They're pretty awesome. I have the new 15-inch and it's... I mean, granted, I was upgrading from a 2013, so anything was better. But, I'm jealous. Yeah. So they def yeah they I think they'll they'll bring some good stuff for the pros uh, because they've been definitely hearing a lot of complaining. You know, they brought the iMac Pro last year, dream computer. That was I mean that's great. The only downside is you can't upgrade it, but yeah. I mean 
the thing performs it's a beast yeah so that's what well, i mean that's mainly ma- like mac and apple uh i think what about i don't windows? know anything like windows is fine i guess i don't like i don't know where to go can with you it. tell can you tell that we don't use windows computers there's nothing wrong with windows yeah. i just love mac passionately yeah there's there is definitely a place for windows obviously because they're still around you know they're they're a lot cheaper a lot more affordable especially if you don't need that whole creative side i know most of my friends in college who aren't you know in a communications uh major or like music tend to just go with a uh, a windows computer because it a works better with excel and all the different applications they're going to use but also it's a lot more affordable so significantly you yeah. have to consider like apple refurbished or even buying used to even get close to the the price points yeah. that especially Microsoft now that they don't have the macbook air at you know eight hundred dollars yeah that that was unfortunate but the new one does look really nice i do really it looks like it. nice but apple come on yeah but then also like just go macbook pro at that point yeah it really it, it they haven't found where they should put that but okay yeah so that's really i mean all, that's all of our predictions uh we'll see if they come true and we'll start seeing them come true as soon as ces kicks off in 2019 which as i was saying will hopefully be our next episode we'll be kind of wrapping that up so, I mean, our schedule we're looking at is hopefully going to be, you know, bi-weekly. Uh, we don't want to set anything too ambitious. We kind of want to just be able to hit it right. We might release surprise bonus episodes, I'm thinking, if there's any big notable news to cover. But we're trying to maybe not be so much news-based and more be, you know, little stuff that could be a little more timeless, possibly. Yeah, discussion-based. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully you uh, don't mind hanging out with us and don't completely Gave despise the, the sound of our voices. Like if I talk like okay, this. Okay. Nope. Nope. Oh right, god, I'm we out. just lost all of our one listeners. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. And obviously, if you found this podcast, uh, you know where to find it. We don't really even know where it will be at the moment, but we're hoping to, you know, get it all on the major podcasts. And we will places. get pinched to zoom the handles. We will mark our words. Pinched to zoom, you will be ours. We are. We have all of our greatest hackers coming at you. And yeah, no, please, if if you know that person or if that's you, just come on, do us a solid, give us the handle pinch to zoom on Twitter and we will be forever in your debt. And, and don't take the Gmail. We haven't actually gotten that yet. But we'll hopefully have gotten it by now. We have it now. Imagine if this leaked, <laughs> if this leaked and someone takes it. Oh no. But yeah, we, that, that's pretty much it. The first episode is it's behind us now. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of pinch to zoom. Yeah. I thought it was going to be hard to fill up. Like, we were aiming for 30 minutes, and I think we're at, like, over an hour now. So. Yeah, I, I think we're right. So, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And this has been episode one of Pinch to Zoom, a look at the past and predictions into the future. Was that the title of the episode? Or? Gabe, we didn't title it. We just sat down and had a conversation. Okay, well, I think we're going to have to use that as a title. Fantastic. All right. That, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.